Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let me tell you, Jenks, I'm not super thrilled by some of these matchups because we have one first-round matchup that I feel like is going to take away one of the best threats because in the first round, uh, here are the pairings. We have Luis Robert, who is the first seed. He is the number one seed of this, and I get it. He's having a great season. He certainly yeah. has the long ball going for him in the regular games, but I do think the home run derby is a bit of a different animal, and he's never competed. So I'm a little shocked to see him as a one seed. We have him facing Adley Rutschman, the talented catcher for the Orioles, as the eight seed. Then this matchup is the one that I was hinting at. Pete Alonso from the Mets is the two seed, and he is facing the hometown guy, Julio Rodriguez, of the Seattle Mariners. This game is going to be played, or excuse me, the home run derby is in Seattle because the All-Star Weekend is there. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is a seven seed. This guy was competing for the title last year uh, and went toe-to-toe towards the very end. So I'm a little shocked to see him as a seven seed. Are you a little upset to see this in the first round? Or do you think it's, I guess you could say it's nice to see some good action in the first round? But either way, one of these guys yeah. will be eliminated after the first round. Yeah, that's not exactly what you want. Ultimately, you want, especially if it's the hometown guy. And if they're right. basing this on the regular season, I, which they do, I understand that. But also, I think you have to take into account history. You have to take into account where the game is being played. And to get the hometown, it just it just feels like a matchup that should happen later on in the Derby. So I'm with you. It's not ideal. We'll get some great first-round action, but you want the build-up, the build-up, the build-up, and then that monster matchup at the end. And, and potentially, wouldn't you like to see Rodriguez on his home field maybe compete for the title? I would. Yeah, what are we doing? You put the hometown kid against probably the toughest threat in the home run derby because we know Pete Alonso has been there, done that. He really takes this seriously, and also he's built for it, which I I also think you have to take into consideration for this year's home run derby because it is in Seattle, which is a run-suppressing park. You need somebody who has the endurance and also can hit the ball a mile because this is not you know some bandbox. It's not Yankee Stadium or the great American ballpark. So the other matchups we have, Mookie Betts is a three seed facing Vladdy Jr., who is a six seed. 
feel like we have an upset brewing in that one. I said I'm tanking the donkeys in this uh, home run derby, and Vladdy Jr. <laughs> certainly fits that card. And then it's Adalis Garcia of the Texas Rangers facing Randy, Randy Rosarena of the Tampa Bay Rays. So which is the matchup that you are most excited to, to see? Do you think it's the Alonzo Rodriguez one? Or do you think there is any underdog action that could be brewing here? God, underdog? I don't know. I don't want to call Rodriguez an underdog. He's the seven seed, but I feel like that's just MLB getting the, the seeding wrong. I don't know. I don't know who I would consider. Garcia? This is a pretty stacked field. That's the one thing I do like about this field is that you can make a case for really, which is the way it should be in a derby, right? There's really no outlier here. I don't know who I consider a dog, maybe Garcia, but then you look at his numbers and you think, maybe this guy should not be an underdog at all. I don't know. Vladdy Jr. can can swing with the best of them. I love Alonzo. I would be stunned if he's not the favorite. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I would assume he is the favorite just because he is a donkey. But Vladdy Jr. is a guy that I would certainly I would certainly consider putting money on if the value is right because he can mash him as well. Right, and Pete Alonso is your favorite over a bet MGM odds just released uh, in the last 24 hours. He's plus 275 to win the home run derby. I think you go with the big guys here, and I think that's why I'm not mm-hmm. taking a swing on some of the smaller guys, Mookie Betts, Randy Rosarena, and Adley Rutschman. I do like Julio Rodriguez, and initially my picks were uh, Julio Rodriguez and Pete Alonso, but they're facing off in the first round, so I'm going to have to do some re-strategizing and maybe pick somebody else because one of those picks are going to be eliminated in the first <laughs> round. All right, Jenks, let's get to some daily baseball action in case you want to put your money on some things that are happening tonight. Let's start with the Cubs and the Brewers. We have Milwaukee and Chicago at a pick in this game. Total of eight runs. Marcus Stroman towing the mound for Chicago. He's 9-6 and six with a 2.76 ERA facing Freddie Peralta, who's 5-7 and seven with a 4.67 ERA. Jenks, on paper, this one looks like a, a good pitching matchup to me. Marcus Stroman has fallen back to earth just a little bit, but still, these are two offenses that are in the bottom 10 over the last month. So I think I'm leaning towards a first five under. Is there a side you nice. like here, or are you leaning on a total as well? Mm, I want to go first five money line on the Cubs. I like Marcus Stroman. I'm not going to play this. I played first five yesterday, but I played run line with the Cubs yesterday. I just think Stroman is on a different level. The only thing that worries me is that the last time he faced the Brewers, he gave up five earned in five innings. So they hit him hard. But when you look back at his performances in June, he was four and one with an ERA of 2.17. I just think he is the better pitcher here. Peralta has been solid all season, but Stroman to me is next level. So I would lean Cubs first five money line, but I probably won't play it. I saw something interesting in this game. The fact that the Cubs are a pick em for the game, but in the first five, the Brewers are actually favored. And I was doing yeah. some digging and it looks like the expected metrics, which are like the predictive um, statistics that they use for pitchers are favoring Pre- uh, Freddie Peralta in this one which I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd go out on a limb here and take the Brewers in the first five because they're one of the worst mm-hmm. first five scoring offenses in all of baseball. So I'm just going to count on both these offenses to kind of be a little quiet. I'll take the first five under four 
for, I believe, what is even money. Let's go to the Rangers and the Red Sox. We've got Texas minus 140 on the money line. Boston plus 115. Total of nine and a half runs. Nathan Avaldi uh, going for the Rangers 10 and three with a 2.64 ERA. Cutter Crawford uh, gets the start for Boston. He's three and four with a 3.92 ERA. Jakes, I've seen some early money come in on the Red Sox. Uh, I don't think I'm going with it, though. I like the Rangers here. I'm not going to bet this. I I would take a look at the Red Sox on the money line. And I – look, Nathan Eovaldi is an all-star for a reason, and he has been incredible on the road. Six and one, a 2.44 ERA. But here's the thing. The Red Sox and Rangers are both fantastic against right-handed pitching. It's just that Texas isn't playing good baseball right now. That's the only thing that scares me off. They're slumping just a little bit. Cutter Crawford probably won't go deep in this game, but he's been pretty strong recently. I think this is just because as good as Eovaldi is, Crawford has been pretty solid recently. The money is coming in on Boston. I kind of like the Red Sox at plus money, but I won't play it. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Yeah, I'm not playing this one because I like the Rangers, but it's not a Rangers team that has been good in recent form. So I think until the Rangers kind of get back out of the skid that they're in right now, I don't think it's a team that I want to back with my own money. And then one final note, uh, Nathan Evaldi, a little bit of a revenge game for him, even though I wouldn't call it that because I think he has good memories coming from the Red Sox, but he did used to pitch for the Red Sox. So maybe that goes into this. Maybe these hitters know him a little bit better or they have a great scouting report on Evaldi for the Red Sox. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to the Yankees and the Orioles because the Phillies Rays, we're not seeing a price on this one just yet. Maybe we'll circle mm-hmm. back to it. Uh, but for now, we'll do O's Yankees. Baltimore minus 120, New York even money at home. Total of eight and a half. Kyle Bradish, four and four with a three, five, eight ERA. Uh, takes the mound for Baltimore and New York since Luis Severino, uh, who has a one and three record with a six, three, oh, E-R-A. Jenks, um, we've gone back and forth on the Orioles. I'm not sure if we're super hot on the O's right now, uh, yeah. but it's a solid price for a good Orioles team. But I'll say this, the Yankees have played better baseball lately. The bats have come alive, so I'm pretty torn here. What about you? I am going, I'm going to go Orioles first five money line here. I will play this just because I like Kyle Braddock. She's given up two runs or less in each of his last four starts. That spans a total of 25 innings. And Severino likely will not go long in this game. Also, he has a single, and I mean one, quality start this season. I looked at the full game, but the Yankees do have the best bullpen in baseball. So Orioles' first five money line is my play. 
I don't have a good read on this one because everything yeah. I see is not matching up with some of the stats that I'm looking at. Because like I said, the Yankees have seemed to be a little bit better, at least offensively speaking. But still, over the last month, they're one of the worst offenses when it comes to OPS in all of baseball. So it's just, it's not a team I have a good read on. I feel like they're a little bit more uh, too volatile for me to put anything on them. So it's going to be a skip. For me, but let's go to the Mets and the Diamondbacks. We've got New York plus 105, Arizona minus 130, total of 10 runs. Cookie Carrasco taking the bump for the Mets, two and three with a 594 ERA, facing Ryan Nelson, who's five and four with a 467 ERA. The Mets are hot, Jenks. Are you willing to back them here? Oh, uh, no, I am not. I, I kind of like the over here. And I don't know, money's coming in on the under, and I like everything to sort of be in line when I make my handicap. But Ryan Nelson is a totally different pitcher at home. He has an ERA of 7.09. Mets have lost each of Cookie Carrasco's last five starts. He hasn't gone past five innings in any of those outings. His ERA in June is over six. You had in a couple bullpens that are middle of the road. I think this is a recipe for a lot of runs. So I'm going to go over here. Lean over between the Mets and Diamondbacks. I like that look, especially because what you don't need if you're taking a full game over is for the starting pitchers to absolutely be lights out. And I don't think we're going to see that from Cookie Carrasco. Even in the starts in which he's been, like, all right, last game against the Giants, he gave up two runs over five innings of work. You still are facing a Diamondbacks lineup that I think can scratch off at least a few runs against this bullpen. And like you said, Ryan Nelson, I think, is ripe for giving up a few runs in the first five as well. So I will take the first, uh, or excuse me, I'll take the full game over and hoping uh, both these teams can score some runs in the final innings of play. Speaking of overs, the over has been hot between the Pirates and the Dodgers, uh, but we have a much different pitching matchup today uh, where we have the Dodgers minus 250, Pittsburgh 2-1, to one. Total of eight and a half. Johan Oviedo going for the Pirates. He's three and nine with a four six one ERA, facing Julio Urias, who has been back and forth uh, from the injured list. Five and five with a four nine four ERA. I'll say Urias has not been nearly as dominant this year as he has been in years past. Do you like a side here, or are you looking at a total? I am going to look at a total. I'm going to play this down to eight and go over. At minus 150, I just – I look at these two lineups, and I look at these two pitchers, and I see a lot of runs. Oviedo met the Dodgers back on April 25th, gave up four runs over five and a third innings. Urias has not been the same pitcher this season, certainly not the one that we saw last year. He faced the Pirates back on April 27th, gave up six runs in five and two-thirds. He's also got up 11 runs in his last two appearances. I think the Pirates are a live dog here at plus 200, but I'm going to go over eight and hope for a lot of runs in this one. Yeah, I think that's the play as well. Uh, the over's been super hot, like I said. Over's hitting seven of the last eight for the Pirates and eight of the last nine for the L.A. Dodgers. So even if these starters are right, I think both these bullpens are fully capable of giving up some runs here. Jinx, were there any other plays on the board that I missed? Because I know we have some games where we're not seeing uh, some prices because some of the starters yeah. are yet to be named. Uh, are there any that I have missed that you like? I'm just going to go ahead and fade Lance Lynn. I'm going to make the same bet I made yesterday on a game that was basically postponed because of rain. They're going to play it this afternoon. A little twin 
A double dip between the mm-hmm. yeah twin bill between the Blue Jays and the White Sox. You've got Lance Lynn going up against Jose Barrios. So I am absolutely on the Blue Jays on the full game money line. It's minus 125. Do we know that this is the exact pitching matchup? Because I think that's why I don't bet on the games that are like canceled and postponed because sometimes they like switch the pitchers a little bit. Uh, so yeah. if it is Barrios facing Lance Lynn, I think I'm going to run it back as well because this was one of our plays yesterday. Even though Lance Lynn does get an extra day of rest, I still think it's the case where he at least gives up some runs. So we'll see what the total is. I think it's nine. I think the over is worth a look as well. If Lance Lynn can give up some runs, Jose Barrios has not been nearly as dominant, even though I think he is still a good pitcher. And the way Luis Robert has been hitting, I think he's due uh, for a couple of hits in that game. So I'll take a look at the over and also taking a long, hard look at the Toronto Blue Jays and hoping Lance Lynn does not do me wrong one more time because we all know that this guy is at the top of my no bet list for a reason. I can't figure out if he's going to give up like five earned runs or strike out 16. That is the Lance Lynn experience. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.